On today's episode of Scientific Healing, you're going to hear... But also the added complication of somebody that's been diagnosed like an emotional dysregulation mm-hmm. is that they are usually empathic and so they can feel everything. Mm-hmm. And they're usually processing it on behalf of the people in their family that are not dealing with their emotions. Here is today's scientific healing tip. Sit up nice and straight. When you straighten up your spine, you let the energy flow up and down really nicely. And this is how we're going to get prepared. And the second thing is to not take some nice, slow, deep breaths. And when you breathe in, imagine the air going all the way down to your toes. And when you breathe out, imagine all the darkness coming out. Just those two steps right there, you'll notice your energy start to shift. And if you do this for about two, three minutes, you will have changed your body chemistry by dropping your cortisol levels by 20% and raising your testosterone levels by 20%. Welcome everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has amplified the results for hundreds of clients and healing students. Discover how you can energetically attract or repel new clients when working as a healer or coach at scientifichealer.com forward slash success. I'm so pleased today to welcome Carrie Hummingbird to the show. She is all about transformation, which is so sought out after these days. She helps transform her clients by combining shamanic energy with Toltec wisdom. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. (laughs) She has studied many more modalities of transformation and healing in order to better mentor women into rewriting the stories of their lives. Doesn't that sound romantic? (laughs) She has an impressive list of certifications. More than that, she is highly intuitive and can see things for you that others can't. She does this because her own life experiences and how she became transformed and loves helping her clients release their old patterns to improve their current circumstances. I'm sure you're curious to discover if Hummingbird is her real name. There are many levels to this answer, and you'll be really interested to hear this story from her directly. Let's welcome Carrie to the show and let her tell her story. Hi, Carrie. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really delighted to be here. Yeah, so everyone has a really personal story on how they started down the path to helping people do whatever they do. Like for me, it's getting physically well, and for you, it's rewriting their history. And it's usually associated with some painful period in your life. Can you tell us yours? Absolutely. So I had some early childhood trauma from zero to five. Um, My natural father was sexually abusing me at one years old. And then I had a first stepfather who was uh, physically and emotionally abusing myself and my mother. And then when I was five, luckily we met my dad, who is a blessing. And he actually just passed, but he has been a total blessing in my life. And, And what he did for me is open a doorway through which I could perceive another whole reality. So in my journey, it's so interesting that zero to seven years old, I had three different frameworks for what is a father, what is marriage, what does family look like, and how do people treat one another? And that created a lot of confusion because they were really different models. Uh, 
And so in my life, I spent a lot of time in psychotherapy. I spent about 25 years sitting on a couch every week talking about my problems and trying to figure out from the level of the mind what was wrong with me. Why couldn't I just be happy? I had this great dad, you know, finally I had this great life, and why couldn't I just be happy? So the answer for me, it got progressively, as it usually does, more intense. <laughs> and, in, you know, because you, you usually marry someone that will trigger all that crap within you so that you can bring it up to the surface and heal it. And that's exactly what happened to me. I married somebody that hit all those buttons and, you know, um, had children and that hit more of those buttons. And then about... 40 years old, 38 years old, I just sort of imploded inside. And that's when I got my big diagnosis. I was diagnosed borderline personality disorder. And that sent me into a, just a total tailspin because I thought, wow, how, how ashamed am I? You know, because now I, I have this horrible diagnosis. You know, they, that's a crazy diagnosis. That's awful. So I finally left my marriage. I left everything. I didn't leave my kids, but I left my marriage. And I said, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'm going to find another way because obviously what I've been doing is the definition of madness because it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And pretty quickly I got my first spiritual teacher. Then I had my first healing session in the, you know, with a shamanic healer and I was different in 45 minutes. And I thought I'm doing that. That works, you know, 45 minutes and I feel a shift. Yes. So 25 years of psychotherapy is, is not as good as 45 minutes of healing. Is what I Absolutely. Heard. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, short story was. <laughs> <laughs> the end point. And uh, I know exactly what you mean because a lot of times when I also, I didn't go to psychotherapy. It was different. It was counseling because I was trying to blend uh, uh, two families together. You know, it was... I, I was divorced and he, he was widowed and we were trying to blend the two families together and um, it was difficult. And all, all we did was kept talking around and around about all of the way things went wrong instead of looking at ways it could go right. And so what it does is it drives it all into your cells deeper, right? Yeah. Well, and also I think for me, what I really realized was why couldn't I get at the problem and fix it from the level of the mind? Because I certainly had plenty of opportunity to learn about psychotherapy and the mind and how it works. Mm -hmm. And I'm a smart person. I went to an Ivy League college. I'm not stupid. You know, like I should be able to figure <laughs> this out. And I still couldn't figure it out. And I just felt like such a failure. The reason why I finally know is because the thing I was trying to heal with the original wound was when I was one years old. I didn't have words then. I only had feelings mm. and feelings are so complex that the way the brain works is far beyond language. And when you're a toddler or a baby, your mind is still in that expansive place of um, consciousness that then we start to shut down actually with language constructs. So it's actually way more complicated than you could even put words to. And I was trying to heal that by using words and there was no way that, that could happen. It really had to be energetic healing. That's a really tremendous insight. I, I, that's the first time I heard that, but it makes total sense. And watching my two-year-old grandson grow, it's even more complex because emotions come online at specified times. 
So it's not you just have emotions, it's that you don't have access to all of them yet, right? It's really complex when you look at babies, and I think this is why it really helped me to have children, because I could see in my children the stages that they went through and the kind of way that they processed and they started making agreements about how life is. Mm -hmm. All of that brought me back to my own childhood in some way. It started surfacing these things from the shadows of my subconscious that were so icky, but I couldn't really understand them fully in these psychotherapy sessions, I couldn't understand why example, I was seeing a black hole at my feet in the shower. Like after I had my first son, why is there a black hole? I don't understand that. This is exactly the kind of thing that these types of intuitive and subconscious healings can deal with because we're not trying to understand it from the level of the mind. We're healing it in a wholly different way. That's really awesome. So now you help people that have, those kinds of early childhood experiences themselves. Is that right? I do. Um, A lot of what I do is help people heal things that are nebulous. You know, like (laughs) they can't understand it from their conscious mind. I mean, they're smart people. Usually they're brilliant. And they just can't figure out what this thing is that keeps them driving in this direction that they know is not good for them, that they know they shouldn't do, Mm -hmm. that they know is unproductive. And still there's this compulsion to keep acting this way. And where is that coming from? Well, that's coming from the subconscious and something that's unhealed. So the work that I do with clients, I do it in a number of different ways, depending on the client and how they can receive the opening. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's always through this area of energy and subconscious and emotional processing. Awesome. So you started then getting clients. So I I know that like I've, um, you know, I've looked at your old website and your new website, and you've shifted a little bit, you've like really refined that, uh, you really refined your message, and you really refined who you work with. So how, how did you really get started? And how did it evolve to where it is now? So it got started. And I think it's funny, because Um, I studied with shamans, you know, I studied uh, a shamanic path of healing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because the shamans will say that the new shamans are all like have to have their rattles and they have to like, you know, rattle and chant and do all this big demonstrative stuff in order to heal. And then over time, they realize that it's really simpler than that. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is I actually just shut down the old website, because I don't really need to do all of that anymore. It's not mm-hmm. about that. It's mm-hmm. so simple, actually. It's just bringing in the light and creating a channel of healing for the person in front of you and the way that they can actually heal it. It's really not about my um, pathway into spirit. It's about the person that I'm working with mm-hmm. and their construct of how they conceive of their energy, um, their spirituality, their consciousness, and uh, creating an opening for them to do the healing for themselves because that's essentially what we're doing. Well, yes, absolutely. I I don't think I've talked to a single healer who says they do it. Oh we, yeah, we're the facilitator. Pretty much, it goes. Uh, it goes. You know, we help create it, and the person has to receive it. And uh, for me, spirit's always helping me. So. Absolutely. And I have learned, I've got a really great toolbox. So I think as a practitioner, Mm -hmm. the awesome thing is to have a really big toolbox that you can 
bring out different tools that resonate for different clients because everybody's got different windows into what this conscious matrix is that we live in and who we are and what we really are. And so you don't want to mess with someone's window. Like that's their window. Like (laughs) let them be in their window and then just pull out the tools that you can use to help make a bridge for them to receive the greater understanding, the higher perspective and the healing that they need in that moment. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. It's just like having a garage full of tools so you can route, a, route an edge if you need to or if you can install a lamp if you need to. And the, the, you know, the spiritual body is much the same way. You just have different tools for different people and different things. So let, let's talk, I, I briefly alluded to it in the beginning, let's talk about your name Hummingbird and people might think that it's really your name. Is it? It actually is my name now. So, <laughs> but you weren't born. With where, it. <laughs> I wasn't born with it. I, you know, here's the thing because I had three different fathers, I had three different last names and then I got married and I had that name and then I got divorced and I had this huge question. What is my name? And I, in the meantime, had this um, journey. I was, I was wanting to buy the current house that I'm in and I knew it was my home. I came here. I was like, this is my home. I'm going to buy this home. This is after my divorce. And it's going to be the first home that I really bought for myself. Mm-hmm. So I did this shamanic journey, this drum journey to kind of imagine being in the house and, and create it, manifest it in the quantum space. In the middle of that journey, of course, I'm making everything up. I'm seeing myself in the house. I'm entertaining. I'm making the whole thing up. Near the end of the journey, the very last few moments of the journey, completely unanticipated by me, I'm in the house in my journey and out the kitchen window, this hummingbird in rainbow light goes and hangs there. And I went, wow, (laughs) I didn't make that happen. That's Uh just that was spirit just talking to me. And I went and looked it up in my animal spirit guide. That's me. Mm-hmm. That is me. And I knew it was my name and I knew it was, it was multi-purpose. It was about my journey at the moment. And it was also about who I am in truth. So on social media, after my divorce and I had this falling out with my parent at the beginning of my healing journey, I was falling out with my parents and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to change my name to Carrie Hummingbird because I can do that. And the interesting thing is it's a vibration. It is. It's actually one of the things I teach people because I teach people how to reinvent themselves, reinvent Mm -hmm. yourself, change the story of your life, do the reinvention from the inside out. Mm -hmm. It's so helpful to have a powerful ascended frequency in your name to help you make that transition to redefine who you are. And that's what I did. I became Carrie Hummingbird. I didn't even know who she was. And I thought, who, what would Carrie Hummingbird say? And I started saying that to myself every time. I say, what would Carrie Hummingbird do right now? What would Carrie <laughs> Hummingbird say? Well, how would she react to this? And I started asking myself. And it's like I pulled myself through with the frequency of Hummingbird into the new person that I am today. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that story. You know, I wondered why my daughter changed her last name. She changed it to the color blue. Blue. And 
um, she did it because she wanted to move forward from her past, just like you. And she didn't have a whole lot of money, but she spent the money to do that, to change her name. And then she did it, got it done right before her son was born. So his last name is also Blue. <laughs> so, That's fabulous. You know, I really, I can attest to it. It's powerful to change the name. You know, the, and numerology affirms that if you look at numerology. So Yes, exactly, exactly. That's so awesome. So um, what do people come commonly come to you for? You said it's sort of nebulous, but you've got to have like some kind of how do you entice people? My primary client is somebody who's been, uh, usually it's funny. A lot of my clients are psychotherapists, (laughs) 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 which I just find endlessly amusing because I just laugh about how much time I spent on a therapist couch. But honest, honestly, the, the people that really enjoy working with me are people that are really trapped in those, those thought tunnels and those mind mazes. Mm-hmm. And they have a hard time processing their feelings, either mm-hmm. that or they're overwhelmed by their feelings. Mm-hmm. And they're having a challenge they're trying to process from the level of the mind. And they really need to get outside of the mind in order to solve it. And they know that because they know they've been working at this thing for a long time and it's not making progress. So they're really usually very frustrated, usually at the point where they realize this is bigger than me going to psychotherapy. There's something here that I need somebody to help me with. It's sort of like at the deeper end of the pool, you know? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Right. That's the kind of person. <laughs> so like <laughs> take us a little bit through the process. So you have a big toolbox and they come to you like a, uh, like there no there's something's off and they can't quite pinpoint it and what happens when they when they've come through your process so my favorite client is one that really commits to the transformation you know one that mm-hmm. really says you know I want to reinvent my life I want to claim my deepest desires and it doesn't have to take forever you know I after spending you know 25 years in psychotherapy banging my head against a brick wall. I have, I'm really, I don't like, I don't force people to work quickly, but I, the invitation is there. If you want to work quickly, I will work quickly with you. We'll, you know, we'll be in and out of this in three months. You know, like <laughs> You'll have tools, you'll have tools you can use. So one of my more challenging clients, of course, was somebody who had the same diagnosis that I had. Borderline personality is a really difficult, um, it's a challenging thing because there's all this shame and, and stigma around it. And so the person's mind is really kind of uh, carrying this burden of like, I'm so shameful. I'm so different. I'm so difficult. Nobody wants to work with me. <laughs> you know, like people, I'm too much for everybody on the planet. There's, there's a lot of that goes on with that. And, and it's sort of like, they also tell you in psychotherapy, you're probably never going to be free of this. And, you know, you're likely to commit suicide. And like, they put all this stuff on you, like all this baggage that is just a whole lot of, in my opinion, malarkey, because it can all shift in the quantum field. Uh, so I have, they are now, because of the obsessiveness of the mental chatter with somebody like that, and all the shame, and the early child abuse, it can be super challenging to work somebody through that. Uh, so one of my most challenging clients was in that category. And at the time, before she had come to see me, she was like in the gutter, literally, like no family, no friends would talk to her in the gutter, drunk, on, you know, on the side, by the side of a trash can. I mean, like destitute. And somehow somebody gave her the money for a session with me. 
And mm -hmm. the one session opened enough space that she got a job. That opened enough space to do more work. Mm -hmm. And after about a year of working with me, her son was open to having her in his life again. Wow. Which is huge. And she was, and I, by the way, I was teaching her along the way, the Toltec wisdom that you alluded to earlier mm -hmm. about, you know, Domingo Ruiz, the four agreements, don't take things personally, don't make assumptions, you know, be mm -hmm. impeccable with your word and do your best. Mm -hmm. So I was teaching her all of that as well, which was a really good skill, uh, skill set for, for somebody who has that kind of mental pattern in their brain. Mm -hmm. So by the end of it, you know, she's doing great now. I mean, she's like other people, you have regular challenges that you go on in your life, but the fact that she can reconnect and be part of her grandchildren's life is huge. Yes. And I, I know how difficult that is. We have it, some of it in our family too, that very same, you know, that very same diagnosis. And there, there's lots of workarounds, mindfulness, you know, meditation, you know, some of the tools that you, that you have at your disposal and, you know, mindfulness is a lot like the, the four agreements. You know, it really, is. And becoming really. aware, mm -hmm. awareness. And then there's also just, you know, tools <laughs> around having a better boundary. Cause I don't know how annoying that is to me, but it's pretty annoying when I look back and I think all the years that they told me, you just don't have any boundaries, but they never showed me how to get one. And then yes. I four wins and they teach me how to get a boundary. I'm like, can we just teach people this? I mean, really, it's so simple. It's a boundary and you shield it and you're much better, you know? Yes, exactly. And one of the most important, because I had no boundaries either and when I was younger. And one of the most important things that I learned is you can't set a boundary and take care of the other people at the same time. It's either you or them, right? So you have to set a boundary. You can send it, set it gently but firmly and let them know this is not okay and um and and also be very consistent with saying that's not okay and i don't accept this and walk out of the room when they've crossed the boundary you know walk out of the conversation pretty much cuz a but lot of I people think will, that, yeah will argue with you about it <laughs> they will but also the added complication of somebody that's been diagnosed like an emotional dysregulation mm -hmm. is that they are usually empathic and so they can feel everything mm -hmm. and they're usually processing it on behalf of the people in their family that are not dealing with their emotions. So there's a big teaching around that as well that I do with people who are mm -hmm. classified in that way, you know, because I it's huge. I totally get it. I totally get it because I've had experience with it, not from, not that I have it, but other people in my family do. And I totally get that. So let's talk again more after the break and we'll we'll talk about you know some of the tips that that people can do to help themselves and and how they can get in touch with you. Awesome. Okay. So I want to remind all of our listeners you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Today my special guest is Carrie Hummingbird, transformational expert. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into our process and how show you how you can create an elevated life. According to the MetLife Foundation, people over 55 dread getting Alzheimer's disease more than any other. Yes, loss of your memories and who you are. 
The statistics are staggering. One in eight get some form of dementia or Alzheimer's over this age of 55, while one out of three at age 85 shows significant symptoms. Until recently, it wasn't believed that you could repair, heal, or grow new brain neurons. But now research shows how amazing the neuroplasticity is in your brain. While good nutrition, sleep habits, and exercise play a large role in helping you keep your mind intact, you can now re-energize your brain with a powerful new program that wakes up your brain and promotes deep neural healing. I have watched what others have called hopeless cases come out of comas and dementia and improve dramatically in a short period of time much to their doctor's total surprise. Comments I hear often are doctors saying, I've never seen anything like this. You can get the same brain healing in a program that you can use over and over again to heal your brain and brain glands and keep them energized. You can live your best life ever with your memory fully intact. Isn't your brain worth a small investment? Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to find out more. That's go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to learn how. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for interacting with others. Say that three times fast. For interacting with others positively and effectively, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success to, to learn how to be energetically attractive to others and magnetically attract people to you. Before the break, we were talking to Carrie Hummingbird about transforming your life. Let's dive deeper into her process. Before the break, we talked about actually one of your most difficult cases you get when working with others. Um, what do you recommend for people? Can you give us one or two of your top tips? Absolutely. So I teach a lot of the four agreements, as I mentioned, and I think that those are the most powerful ally you have is your awareness, awareness of your thoughts, your behaviors, and to become aware of the fact that your life is mirroring to you everything that you believe in your subconscious. So even if something happens to you that you don't like, <laughs> somehow you needed that. <laughs> so if you don't want that anymore, then you need to change something inside of you so that you don't receive that experience again and again and again. <laughs> That's the biggest thing for people. Just, I know, and it sounds it sounds so funny, but it's so true. It's I so was, true. I was talking with one lady the other day, and she said she's always attracting people who betray her. And um, and and then I was saying, well, I never got that. I never got people that betrayed me, but I got people that got angry with me a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So I have to look at okay, what am I? Why am I attracting people getting angry with me? But it's really a resonance, you know, so I think that that's the number one thing is to realize, especially in your intimate relationship, because that's the one that we really like to project stuff out, you know, we like mm -hmm. to like not claim it and be like that person's doing XYZ. So after I got divorced, as I mentioned, I wrote my book of healing because spirit said, okay, start writing and documenting your journey out of madness. 
you know, so I started doing that. It was like two years. It took me two years to write that book because it took that long. I kept trying to finish it and then it's, it's like no you're not done <laughs> so that book has great tips in it and actually uh, I'm going to be giving uh, your audience a you know a chapter from that book but uh, but after my divorce I actually analyzed uh, my relationship because I thought you know I want to understand this journey from we to me and I want to understand what were some of the things that led to that relationship dissolving and a huge one that many people do is they don't realize that that person is your mirror. That person is showing you all the things you love about yourself and all the things you can't stand about yourself and you deny about yourself and you suppress and repress and push aside. You know, if you're neutral when somebody does something, then you don't have it. If it triggers you and makes you angry, you got it. <laughs> so it's your stuff. That's the easy way to know. I know. Whenever I get upset over at somebody, I say, okay, what is it about me that I'm really upset about? Exactly. But <laughs> that's what you got to ask. You know, you got to ask that question. You just go, you know what? I got to really, if I wanted to change, I got to change myself. And the beautiful thing um, is so great. And you could do it in your relationship. You don't have to go through the divorce necessarily, you know, to get here. But if you can become conscious, you can actually find those things that are bothering you and then go do processing on it and heal it within yourself. It won't bother you anymore. You know, now you can get along much better. <laughs> and at the very least, if you got divorced, you can clean it up now because if you have kids with that person, you still got to see them all the time. So you might as well not hate them and, you know, you might as well clean it up so you can, I got to tell you, it was such a beautiful thing. That's what we did. Yeah. I, I did so much work on myself over six years that actually when my dad just died, uh, we were all holding hands around his body in the, in the um, ICU after he passed. My ex-husband, his new girlfriend, my new husband, my mom, my children, my brothers, like all of us because, you know, my dad was a huge part of my ex-husband's life. You know, he was like a dad to my ex-husband. He deserved to be in the room. And we just all were hugging each other and, you know, like supporting one another. And that's kind of the place that you can get to if you can do your personal work. And, and like we said, own if I'm upset, that's my stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how I am with my, my kid's dad too. I'm, you know, I'm really in good, good shape with him, but it took, it took some doing. I cleaned up my side of the street and then eventually he cleaned up his side of the street. <laughs> and um, so I still love and respect him, but I still can't live with him. <laughs> there are still some things that you shouldn't have to live with. Like, you know, an active alcoholism or active drug abuse or those kinds of things. Um, those are really difficult to actually negotiate with because you're really negotiating with, with some sort of addiction rather than with the person. But other than that, you should, like I saw a lot of couples getting divorced and going, like, why are they divorced? <laughs> there wasn't anything happening that was so bad. Well, that <laughs> you saw, you know, yeah. but... But it can be really painful to, to um, have all your sore spots that, that triggered uh, that you don't want to mm -hmm. deal with, all that uncomfortable stuff. And without the skills, that's what, en what ends up happening. Like I didn't really have any skills. I mean, I had yeah. all that psychotherapy, <laughs> but it just, it didn't actually give me what I needed, which was I needed to own responsibility for the pieces that were inside me. And I needed like some deep subconscious healing. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's a lot of people. So, so you've been doing this for how long you've been doing the healing, not the journey, but, but, you know, helping other people with their journey. How long have you been doing that now? I've been helping others for about five years now. 
Mm -hmm. So about like me, I was a physics professor before. <laughs> yeah, I was a technical writer and an artist. <laughs> I, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I was like, I got the call and I'm going, are you sure you got the right woman? <laughs> I was like, wow, what a cool job. <laughs> okay. Way more interesting than technical writing, you know? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So I know that a lot of it is passion drives us. Like for us, it's like how, how different we become coming out the other side. But there's, there's more because people can have passion and not can be able to continue to do it. So what, what is, makes you different from other people that, that can't make it work? Well, I think a big thing that makes me different is that I continue to do my personal work. I continue to hire coaches. I continue to get to go to retreats. I have, I have, um, mm -hmm. I'm dedicated to my daily practice. Mm -hmm. So many people don't do your daily bookends. It's so important to do your daily prayers, to do your daily introspection, to do meditation, to do healing on yourself, to hire coaches and healers to help you process your stuff as it comes up with clients. It, that is so key. And, and a, one of the key things to really work on is deservingness because if you can't receive money for your services, then you can't keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Eventually you're going to have to stop. You know? That's, that's an amazing tip because a lot of healers say, Oh, it's a gift. So I can just give it away, but not really. The universe likes flow. And if you're giving out energy, it likes to see energy back, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like any other profession. You know, if you had a doctor that didn't accept money for his services, he'd be out of business really fast. You know, how's he <laughs> going to pay the rent? I mean, they're not going to let him have an office like with no rent. They're going to say, you're crazy. Get out of here. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing. It's just like any other job, you know, and if you want to do really well at it, you've got to, you've got to feed yourself. It's like they say, put the mask on yourself first and then put the mask on the child. You, you know, you, <laughs> You have to feed yourself and, and you, you know, but there is an integrity piece. I understand what people are saying. There is an integrity piece. And if you're having integrity issues with money, just realize that probably you need to do some healing with past life stuff around um, feeling, mm -hmm. needing to hide your talents because of fear of persecution or um, needing to, um, yeah, because that's, that's a big one. That's a really big one. <laughs> that's <the> one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can also get that energetic pattern through your DNA from, from your, your ancestors, from the yeah. line that you come down. So you have, the you money have both story. to deal with the money story. You have both of those to deal with, but it's not that complicated to fix, right? No, you just start, you know, you can even just autonomic journal, like everything you believe about money from your childhood, you know, from your parents, from watching people, from, you know, just wherever it comes from. And then you can just watch your life. You know, that, right. that's what the Toltecs do. They just say, watch your life. What are you reacting to? What do you think is wrong? So when you see somebody that's charging for a healing, for example, write down all the thoughts that you have, the projection thoughts that you have about that and why it bothers you so much. And you're going to find the reason why you're not able to support yourself. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really great tip. Another great tip um, for, for doing that. I, I learned just by, you know, thinking about my, my history was that I never kept anything for myself. So my mom would say to me all the time, you're so selfish, you'll grow up unhappy. Like, you know, mm -hmm. she didn't know that she was programming me. What she was trying to do was get me to share but I was the oldest and my siblings would always take stuff out of my room and I wasn't allowed to fight back. 
So <laughs> I was kind of stuck. So I would hide things. And then that's when she would say things like that. And then later I realized like every Christmas I would take every bit of money I saved and give it out to everybody. Like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I could I continue to do that. And then I go, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this picture here. It's working. I can't pay my bill. <laughs> you know, I was asking, I was, you know, I've obviously I've looked into this because as a healer, it's like, it is one of the things you have to do. You're not just, you know, you're going to have to explore this issue. Yes, so exactly. I actually did in my inquiry, what I've realized was because of my early childhood trauma, when I was little, um, I really latched onto this one cartoon that I used to watch because I loved the message of it. Do you remember Underdog? Yes. The bulldog. <laughs> and he, he like, did a big U on his chest. <laughs> like, no need to fear. Underdog is here. And I like loved underdog. You know, I was like, I want to be underdog. And I would just walk around and be like, yes, I love the underdogs. You know, I want to like save all the underdogs. Well, exactly. This, I was getting a lot of underdogs, you know, like asking for help. And it's like, that's great. But, you know, and you can be of service to those people. They do need help. You know, homeless people, people that have no money, mm -hmm. people that are destitute, people that are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Yes, they need help. And you can create resources for those people that are free, that don't consume all of your energy. You can do group healing sessions. You can offer meditations. You can have online courses that you give them. You can gift a lot of things without you know, bleeding yourself dry and, and, you know, you need to be able to put a boundary where you can be of service and have offerings for people, but then also come back and take care of yourself and your family with actual clients that can pay you. It's important yes. to have those. Exactly. I, I have that too. I have recorded healings, recorded audios and things like that, that I just give people regularly and tell them to read Just this give it away. Or, right? I give it away all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's, you know, you can hear it. They're desperate. They've spent all their money on everything else and they're, they're completely tapped out and they're hitting rock bottom and just offering that little hand up can make such a huge difference right it makes a huge difference and you can you know you can pray for them and send light through them and clarity you can actually even mm -hmm. give them the field of clarity i i send the field of clarity through this person so they find their way mm -hmm, exactly <laughs> and so um what's one quick action tip that you would give to someone who is launching a new program designed to help someone <sighs> aside from well, charging the right amount or charging the right amount you know i would say the biggest thing you can do is identify your target audience and mm -hmm. you can do that by looking at your own life. What are the challenges that you overcame specifically mm -hmm. that, you know, th those are the people you're going to attract. So it's probably why I attract so many psychotherapists because a <laughs> lot of people go into that field because they're trying to understand themselves and you know, <laughs> they're doing it from the level of the mind and it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. It's like my ideal client. Like they love to work on themselves and they're just not, it's not working what they learned in school. So exactly. Yeah, so look That's at your, history and you'll find it <laughs> and what's the biggest lesson you learned that to do over again you would pass on to someone just starting out well actually I think I did it pretty well when I made the transition because I had a job that um that was remote that was a high-tech job that was remote that was paying me a full-time salary mm -hmm. and I worked from home and I had this spirit calling, you know, go do this job, like get out there and start 
networking and meeting people and telling them about, you know, what you're learning at school so you can practice on them, right? <laughs> like get willing guinea pigs. And, and I knew I had to go do that. I was scared though. I was scared I was going to get caught, you know, being away from my desk, you know, like the, that thing. But I went for it. I was like, you know what? At one point they told me in one year, you're going to get laid off. They told me, they gave me one year's notice. I couldn't believe they did that. So to me, one year's notice, you're getting laid off. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put my energy in my future and not in my past. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fearless and I'm going to make the most of this one year so that I can launch my business successfully. And I'm not going to feel guilty about this because I know that I'm being given this by spirit. Yes, exactly. And that, was that, was, that was perfect. Yeah. So you, you also said a couple of things earlier is hiring coaches and healers. Yeah. You want to hire help for sure. You, right. You can't, Don't this is not, that. <laughs> right. This is not a soul journey people, right? It's Unless not you a want to go broke. I mean, it's really, yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and a good, a good coach completely pays for themselves many times over. Totally, totally right. saves you so many steps. I mean, just like shortcuts on all that right. stuff. You <laughs> go through. You don't want to go through that. Right. You don't want to take geologic time to get there. No. <laughs> so, so you have a you you mentioned that that somebody could get a free chapter from your book and your website's carriehummingbird.com and Carrie spelled with an I at the end. Kate. Kate K-E-R-I, hummingbird.com. And then if you do forward slash gift, then mm -hmm. you'll receive the gifts of a chapter from my book and my new book, Reinvent Yourself. Awesome. And I know a lot of people <laughs> would love to do that because they're going, what is this it? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be Oprah. <laughs> Let's see how we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, right? Yeah, why not? So this has been awesome. Thank you so much for, for being on the show with me today. And I'm sure there were so many pearls of wisdom that you dropped along the way. And I, I'm sure people will want to go back and listen to it over and over to catch those things. I love that. And thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoy your, your company and your insights. And I love that you're a scientific healer. Like that's just like, yes, you know? <laughs> yeah. worlds and it's awesome. Right. That's who comes to me. The, the people who are not quite ready to be woo woo. <laughs> so I explain very it analytical, <laughs> right. That, you know, the quantum field, I explain how it works, you know, in terms of physics and they're going, yeah, okay. I get it now. <laughs> I'm getting it now. I'm understanding it. I'm seeing it in my brain. The right brain is a really good tool. Okay. So we're, we're about out of time. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest, Carrie Hummingbird. You can connect with her again at CarrieHummingbird.com. Her first name is K-E-R-R-I and then Hummingbird.com. And for the gift, forward slash gift. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success and sign up for your free five-day successful healers program. I know some of you that help or feel others intuitively or energetically are ready to take your healing skills and business far beyond where you are now. I invite you into a conversation. I have reserved time for you on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. 
Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.